Welcome back to Cosmic Kickback, the galaxy's favorite talk show. I, of course, am always your host, Josh, and with me as always is my co-host, Nick. What it do? We're here and we're talking about uh, canceled movies, movies that were in development um, yep. in some some sort of way. Who knows how far they got along? Each one is different. Maybe we just got a script, but no matter what, I think some of these are very interesting, either for the way of maybe... You're disappointed this never happened, or like, why the fuck was this even in development in the first place? <laughs> so we got some stinkers. We, uh, yeah, we got some stinkers. We got some stinker movies. So I, I don't know where to start. I, what do you want to go? And you want to do a DC? You want to do a Marvel? Do you want to do a shit one? Do you want to do mm. one that we? Because some of these are sequels or potential could have been a sequel. Okay. Some of them were just stuff that never came about. Let's do. Let's do it like a couple stinker, like easy ones. <laughs> Let's and just then, drop into a stinker. Right and off then, because the I like to shit on stuff. And yeah. then we'll get into some DC Marvel okay. stuff, because I'm sure that's what people so, are excited for. Let's just drop in with a quick. Okay, this is a classic. Okay. So, you know, uh, and this is actually kind of relevant as well. Um, no Way Home just came out. Yeah. By now, Spider Man movie. By now, spoiler for the next two seconds, Andrew Garfield's in it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, think I saw up. him my first time. You might have must have missed out. Blinked or <laughs> something. Asleep. But the amazing Spider-Man movies, we got two of them. Yeah, he's <laughs> the Andrew Garfield's the only one that doesn't have three movies. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of interesting. Kind of sucks. It does. So, originally though, there were plans to make an Amazing Spider-Man three. Mark Webb was uh, going to come back to direct again. Nice. And uh, Mark Webb would also have. You know, some writing credit, but it was mostly penned by uh, Alex Kutzman, Roberto Orchi, and Simon Kinberg. This oh. was an expected release. Hold up. Okay. Memory card just filled up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get another one. All right. Let's pause. Just pause it. <clears throat> Hello. Okay. Uh, we back okay my bad <laughs> so this uh amazing spider-man 3 was originally going to be released in 2018 damn which i don't remember when 2 came out but that seems i think 2 came out in 2014 i want to say damn, so four years i'm pretty sure that's crazy but i mean no yeah, i think you're right i i think you're right about that but uh, the planned sequel, it was ultimately canceled after Sony made the deal with Marvel Studios to bring Spider-Man to the MCU, as we know. Yep. A couple interesting uh, casting. So the cast is interesting. So we've obviously had Andrew Garfield coming back as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Giamatti would have been back to play Rhino. Um, we don't know if this would have picked up right off the end of the last one. Was that like a cut scene? The part the, where he's fighting the Rhino? The second one? That's literally the last shot. It's him like about to oh, fight okay. him and then it just cuts. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we don't know how it might be that. Uh, Chris Cooper would have been back to play Norman Osborn. Um, we saw a little bit of him. I think that's the same actor that played him in two, but he's pretty much on his deathbed. Then I think he does die or oh, he just disappears. But it says Norman Osborn slash King Goblin. And then Dane DeHaan would have been back as Green Goblin slash Harry Osborn. Okay. We would have had uh, Shine- Shidle. I apologize for the uh, pronu- okay. pronunciation. Shane Woodley or Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson. Mm. So she That's would have made an appearance. I actually think they filmed scenes in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with her, with her as MJ. And you can see these. I don't think you can see the scenes. I don't think they've ever been officially released. But there's like paparazzi footage of uh of her on set making like doing a scene with either peter parker or um gwen stacy huh so they just cut her yeah she was completely there's a lot of stuff actually cut from the amazing spider-man too we could probably honestly do a whole episode one day just talking about that <laughs> i need to see it I oh haven't you haven't seen even it. seen it yeah you can watch it tonight if you want we could um it's 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 actually kind of a funny watch okay because it is there's a lot of shit in it there's, I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple good parts though. Like okay. it visually, it looks very stunning. No, yeah, I always thought Andrew Garfield like Spider-Man. Like, I always thought had one of the best effects, dude. I think his suit dude, it, is it like looks top tier. 
His suit is so good. His suit in the sequel is perfect. Really? I, I to me, I think it's still my favorite live action one. Interesting. It looks, it looks straight out of the comics. Like, That's cool. I love how Toby's is like iconic in its own way, like the raised That's webbing. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they really made. They took it and they made it. They pretty much did it too. They took it right off the screen, but they kind of still the eye shape is kind of their own thing. Yeah. The raised webbing is their own thing. So they did change up a bit. The first Amazing Spider-Man, it looks like a weird, like metallic basketball-looking material. Yeah. But I think they were going for a more realistic look. Like if if a kid were to get this, how would they do it? And yeah. They it makes sense. So I I'd like that. But this one, they just went full on. Like let's just pull it out the comics. Yeah. His eyes are freaking like yeah, half of his head. Huge and I, I like. They that. don't like need to be that big. I, mean, I, I like the big. I eyes. do like I it too. Lie, but you're right. Um, Sally Field is May Parker. This is where it gets interesting. So Emma Stone would have returned as Gwen Stacy, even though she died. And so would have Dennis Leary would have been back as George Stacy. Oh, that was her father, right? That was her dad who died in the first one. Yeah. So this is when it starts getting into like some weird stuff where we're kind of like, okay, maybe it's good Sony made this deal because it sounds like they were about to really throw up a sack of shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know Sony, bro. Yeah. Um, let's see. With the so Pagiamati confirmed the Rhino would return. It's unknown if he had a major role. Uh, one producer, Avi Arid, or Arid, who's I think his his name is attached to everything Spider-Man related in like the past thirty years or so. Oh, really? Is he like one of the the artists or like he's he's like a executive producer type thing, I believe. Oh, okay. but he makes very shit decisions. Like he's <laughs> the guy that pushed. For Sam Raimi to throw Venom into Spider-Man 3. Oh, god! Even though he didn't want to use Venom. Yeah. He wanted for, to make it like a Sandman, more personal story. Yeah, from what I heard, like, Sam Raimi, like, did not care or know enough about Venom. But, like, they, the studio was like, look, he needs to be in the third movie. And he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. it's like okay. That's probably um, why that movie was all right. So what's very interesting as well about this, a little, because we have a little, we know very little about this story-wise, but we do know a couple things. So... The actor that was playing George Stacy, yeah. he was on an interview and he said something along the lines of they were toying with the idea on George Stacy returning, coming back to life. I have no idea how the fuck they would have done that. And I it it, it, it oh Jesus Christ, I'm already like why the fuck? Yeah, that seems like he died in the first one and his big thing was like like don't date my daughter please because this is what happens in this line of work yeah and then he just completely disregards that and yeah i know he's like well <laughs> yeah and he's just like nah. and then I'm she dies in the next wet. one yeah yeah she dies in the next one right because yeah. of that, that and then they i guess they were going to undo both of that somehow in this i don't know how i they probably would have done something weird like the like goblin no- serum brings people back to life yeah you know, like, I saw a video about like what the Amazing Spider-Man three would have been, and there was something around that line, like yeah. like they wanted the Green Goblin, or that's his name, right? They just call him Green Goblin. They mm-hmm. wanted him to like use his serum to like make turn everyone into goblins. Like it was something so <laughs> like outlandish, and like just saying it sounds weird. Like how would that have been on the screen? Yeah. So uh, Emma Stone spoke to Screen Rant at one point, oh, shit. and it, she was because obviously they were aware in some sort of capacity there was going to be more yeah there were plans to because actually 11 months prior to the amazing spider-man 2 even releasing in theaters they announced the sequel so a third one and the fourth one oh shit. they really jumped the gun almost a year in advance like yeah we're gonna make another one and then another one i don't know i wouldn't do that dude at first i would put out my second one and see how it did dude sony just be shooting themselves in the foot like, <sighs> like that's just what they do I know. Um, <laughs> and I love Sony, bro. I love my PlayStation. Oh yeah, but and Emma I love Stone, Spider-Man. But they they know what they're doing on the game stations. They gotta. They need some help. Yeah, in some I know. Other places. Yeah, the games are better than the movies. <laughs> they, they are. Yeah. Um, Emma Stone said of Screen Rant when asked about Gwen's return, uh, she said, "Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> There's know, this bro. whole plot line that where she can come back, but I don't know how. So." Even it's, she didn't know. It seems like she was kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, really like in doing the dark this? about it. We really doing this? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's dumb to like to kill off character. That's like if they brought Iron Man back like in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like that would just be like, okay, well, that kind of just defeats the whole point of their death. 
and it really does and it just makes it be like okay like we're just in a universe where anyone can come back like what are the stakes you know yeah it like, doesn't really make much sense if you kill someone off like you should keep them dead and plus there's so many like characters in spider-man that you can just <laughs> pull from you know what i mean there's a lot they can do another thing yeah. that was so in the second amazing spider-man there's felicity jones who we may know from uh she plays Jin Erso in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. So uh, she was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with a very small role as Felicia Hardy, who is Black Cat. She oh. becomes Black Cat, but she doesn't become Black Cat in the in the sequel. She's just kind of name-dropped, and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then, so it seems like she would have returned in the third one as Black Cat, but they never got to that either. Damn. So we don't know much besides that, but then also the big tease at the end of the post credit scene of Spider-Man two amazing Spider-Man two is there's a dude in a fedora who, <laughs> who walks down. We don't know who we, we do. actually this guy is completely, I don't think they ever told us who he was. They just, I think he's credited as unknown man and they never got to that point. Unknown dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a guy in a fedora who walks down into Oscorp's basement and then just randomly walks in a circle. I will say it looks the shot is cool, but it just doesn't make sense. Logic, like <laughs> what this guy's doing. He's just walking in a circle. It's to show off that in the background, he has pretty much six things for the sinister six. Oh yeah. We, I think we talked about yeah. this a little bit. Yeah. Like so it was a them, setup. You see like Dr. Octopus's arms, yeah, like the arms. One of them is like, you see vultures wings. Shit. I don't remember what the other ones were, but it's just, <laughs> it's kind of funny because Writing wise, it seems like their plan was to just have these characters like their stuff is there. Like they're just going to get hired and like they're the heroes. I don't know. Or they're the villains. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because like Dr. Octopus, he has like a backstory that explains why he becomes him. Yeah. In this, it seems like Oscorp made the octopus arms. They're just chilling in the basement. So they could just get anybody to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what? Anybody can be him. Then what, that doesn't make any of these villains rememberable or special. Then if they, if all the shit was just created, if it's just a guy, exactly. So that's the majority of what we know. Uh, this could have been. Um, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because Damn. I, overall, I think I'm happy with what we got in the MCU Spider-Man. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of people love to hate on it now, <laughs> um, but after this most recent one, it seems like we're gonna. We're going to continuously see some more Spider-Man, so. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people were, like, talking on Twitter about, like, bring back the Amazing Spider-Man, like, make it the Amazing Spider-Man 3. You know, it's actually, we could talk about that a little bit since this is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's pretty relevant. It's, I mean. I, what do you think? Do you think they could, they should or could do that? I honestly think it's up to Andrew Garfield because, like, he's doing a lot more interesting shit now and he's a, he's a singer now he's in tick tick boom yeah i know he's doing like a lot of i i honestly think he might get an oscar this year hey bro we can only hope i know I, I hope he gets the recognition but people always said like andrew garfield's spider-man was underappreciated and now after no way home like people love him and shit people are like hopping on the bandwagon <laughs> yeah. i was always kind of like in between i love toby i think tom holland is great and then it was nice to see andrew garfield on the screen but I don't know. I think it'd be up to him and up to it's just a thing of like with uh like with Zack Snyder's Justice League, like just getting yeah. everyone together and just making it and just realizing like, all right, we got to make like we got one shot to make this third movie. Like, let's not fuck it up. Let's try to like maybe retcon shit that happened in the last couple movies. Uh, But I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to come to fruition. I, I think, think it's it'll just, happen. I think either. it's just kind of like an Internet campaign that's going to fall you know i would love to see it happen but i don't think it will yeah sony sony is no hbo <laughs> or uh, warner bros they it's interesting though because if i'm gonna be honest with you in no way home they kind of did lay groundwork for potential things it seems like i feel like studios no matter what now they they will lay groundwork even if it's not likely for something to happen they yeah. do it just in case yeah cuz like bro like years ago i would have never said we're going to get no way home with all these actors spoilers for no way home yeah. all these actors are in it from the past movies and they're all together i would have never said no. yeah we're going to get this and yeah. we got it so like who knows but 
I think it's interesting how in the in the movie No Way Home, Andrew Garfield says like, "Oh, uh, I stopped pulling my punches," so it implies that he became like a darker Spider-Man. Yeah. So, I think it would be interesting to see him come back from that, and then he's kind of redeemed himself in a way like he feels more redeemed now that he's met these two other Peters and then he caught MJ for the other one and saved, yeah. saved that Peter from like a potential future that he had lived through. So it's, it feels like he's kind of wrapped up in a way, if I'm being honest, yeah. I don't think it needs it, no. but I feel like if you wanted to, there is stuff you could do there, but I don't think it's necessary, but I do. I would like to see it. I would like to see it too. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Last I thing I'm gonna say on it, like I feel like the only story like they could really do, and there's a lot of possibilities, is if he's like an older Peter Parker. Yeah. Like he comes back to his universe after No Way Home, and like we see he's like living on his own and shit. And they could do a mature story. I yeah, feel like like. An, like an older story. Yeah, like he's out of college. He's like he's been Spider-Man for like over like ten years. I feel like that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like maybe make the villains all like a little bit older, but. I want to talk on... What's the next movie? I well, feel like we spent a good amount of... Well, this one I really want to talk about, so I'm going to just get it out of the way because I know we're going to shit all over this, dude. Let's go. So, you remember Batman Begins? Yes. You've seen it. Christopher Nolan. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, when that came out, which was, I believe, early 2000s. It's way earlier I think than 2008 I remember. Oh, no. Or 2000, no, 2005? Probably. Maybe, maybe four. Bro, yeah. it was er- it's pretty early. I remember growing up with that trilogy. It's very early. The Dark Knight came out in 2008. So oh, okay. Begins came out maybe five. Anyway, when that came out and did well, Warner Brothers was like, let's, let's make some uh, other solo movies of our popular DC characters. So there was a whole script and director and writer uh, hired for a Wonder Woman solo film all the way back then. Damn. And I think we, I don't remember if we've discussed this at any point on the podcast, but if we did, I forgot about it and we're going to do it again. But it's really funny because uh, Warner Brothers reached out to who who all but uh, Josh Whedon to uh, direct and write nice. the Wonder Woman solo film. So we know Josh Whedon from uh, Avengers, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think Josh Whedon honestly kind of shaped the way Marvel is still to this day with like the formula and how a lot of the movies are. Yeah. But since then, Josh Whedon has really fucked up Justice League, <laughs> the, the Justice League version. God. And then he's, he's, I, is he canceled yet? Is he canceled yet? Because well, there was a lot of stuff going a while back uh, where people were saying with he the was, cast of jail. He was kind of sexist and like this know. Wonder Woman script that was leaked has a lot of weird shit that he wrote. Okay. Which I can actually read. Oh, and, you, uh, no, yeah, I have it here. Okay, let's. I can go read into some it. of it. Let's talk about the script. There was um a lot of people due to this leaked uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. It was during the controversy as well, where people were thinking that he is a uh, sexist or misogynistic and all that. All those claims really got leaked at the worst possible time for this guy. Yeah. Because his writing is pretty. It's portraying uh, Diana. Um, not in a very positive view. I'd say it's written very uh, misogynistically. So <laughs> if you can write, <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple things before we I read anything from the script, but it says it apparently told uh, it was told from Steve Trevor's point of view, guiding Diana through a new world while she pursues a uh, pr- pursues the villain Strife and Spearhead. Uh, the script had questionably weak moments for the powerful heroine and her attachment to Steve Trevor was used as her driving force and eventual weakness. So a couple of these things are kind of similarities with what we got. Okay. Patty Jenkins one. Um, anyway, let me get just get right into some of the leaked uh, <laughs> the leaked stuff here. Please tell me. So uh, right here. Let's see. So a lot of the weird stuff is not so much in the dialogue that he's written, but it's in the like screen direction. Okay, like the story direction. Yeah. Okay. So he this is this is Josh Whedon's words. <laughs> okay. Diana reaches the middle of the floor. She raises her arm and holds still, turns her palm in and brings her arm down with r- ritualistic rigidry. 
This could go very badly. She then moves her leg back and turns fluidly, a curve rippling up her body as she folds into a dance that is sensual, eternal, and wicked sexy. This is not a warrior march, though it remains... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what that word is. This is a big-ass word. Is it? Well, you you want to try and read that, Nick? <laughs> Enraptured? No. Nick, oh. Right there. Idiosyncratic. Oh, idiosyncratic. Something like that. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> wicked sexy. Uh, <laughs> Angle, Griffin and Ben watch Enraptured. Ben, are you watching this? Griffin, big eyed. It's like Christmas. Jeez. <laughs> um, that's that's just one. Uh, I mean, I I'd, I'd like to see this movie. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I mean, let's who they cast it as Wonder Woman? Let's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we, we know who he was going to cast? Well, or that's is actually this, a very interesting thing. I will look that up. Is this the straight story? What do you think so far? Um, yeah, it's a little weird. Well, because I know they do table reads and shit before they yeah. they do the the movies, so uh, I cannot imagine like all the the whole cast and like the fucking oh, yeah, writers just that. sitting down and being like, you know, Diana that is, that is, is dancing wickedly sexy. <laughs> I would just be like, man, what the fuck? Like, uh, so I wonder who who would cast though. Let me see. I don't think anybody was cast. Let me see if they had any ideas on who was a potential cast. Uh, Josh Whedon. Okay, so he has described his version of Diana here. He said she was a little bit like Angelina Jolie. I guess he wanted Angelina Jolie type. Okay. Um, she traveled the world. She's very powerful and naive about people. The fact that she was a goddess is eventually how I found. Uh, I eventually found my. This is his quote. He he used bad English. How I eventually found my into her humanity and vulnerability. That's either him or that's the person who wrote this collider. Get your editors to fucking do some Come on, work. man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything about who was potentially cast. Which but is he like, wanted that type of like he wanted like like Resident Evil, Jolie type, which Angel this was this is like 2006. So she was in Tomb Raider, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that around then. So I guess she was a uh, at the time. He just wanted like a action star, yeah, like rising action like star kind of the star in it. Uh, but right here. Here's something else. Uh, we close on the girl. This is describing one woman. To say she is beautiful is almost to miss the point. She is elemental, as natural and wild as the luminous flora surrounding. Her dark hair waterfalls to her shoulders in soft arches and curls. Her body is curvaceous, but taunt as a, as a drawn bow. She wears burnished metal bracelets on both her wrists, wide and intricately detailed. Her shift is of another era. You know, the dog was just barking. He, this dog, the dog's getting crazy. Uh, the dog doesn't like the script. I'm gonna be <laughs> gonna be honest with you, dude. This um, sounds like you're reading like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. Yeah, the dog, the dog wants us to stop. <laughs> uh, we'd call it ancient Greek. She is barefoot. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't a, like this already, man. Yeah. Um. One more. This is lines from uh, from Steve uh, Trevor to oh, Diana. Oh shit. Okay. I Josh think, Sweden wrote this. Yeah. I think you're dangerous. I think you mean well, but you're looking for trouble, and you're wildly adept at finding it. I think you've got delusions of gander of gander and some actual gander, which is confusing. I don't like confusing. I hate the fact that I'm so attracted to you. Just touching you is so overwhelming. And I keep hoping you'll turn around so I can see more of you naked. Oh. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, this... I cannot see this being made today. Maybe in, like, the early 2000s. Because, like, I was, like... There's a lot of, like, shitty movies getting made. And, like, nudity <laughs> was, like, kind of, like, whatever. But... It's funny. This was the, posted on the Men Writing Women uh, subreddit, <laughs> which is kind of funny. I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more out. The whole script leaked online, oh so you God. could go find the whole thing. Those are just a couple things. That's that rare can, when you have a whole script for a movie that wasn't made. Yeah. Thank um, God. Jesus, man. There's a lot. Yeah, here. that sounds. Oh, man, I don't understand. 
or I don't think he understands the character of like <laughs> Wonder Woman because like I think this dude was she's bricked up as he was writing this. I know, dude. He had some like fantasies that he was trying to get out. <laughs> you know, it's like, always she, weird when it seems like that because. If I was an actress, I would feel very uncomfortable <laughs> if, like, I was cast in a role and then yeah, I like read it and the guy's writing this with, yeah. like, like he's like, yeah, this is what she's going to do. Yeah, like, stepping in. Like, I understand that there's there's some movies out there where, like, the nudity advances the story in some capacity. Yeah. And in other stories, it's kind of just there to be there. Yeah. It, like, let's just be honest. Um, yeah. And this seems very odd for Wonder Woman, of all characters. Like, why yeah, is she's she being, supposed to be, like... Like, like an Amazonian like yeah. symbol for hope, and, and obviously the character, and like like all characters, like even Batman and Superman, like they're drawn and they've always been drawn as like attractive men. Yeah. So like obviously Wonder Woman's supposed to be attractive and beautiful, but like this guy's writing it in the wrong way. Like yeah. you could be like like she's like as beautiful as like the the sculptures of Greek. You can compare it to Greek statues because yeah. they always talk about how goddesses were the most beautiful people alive in yeah. Greek mythology. You can compare it to that. This guy's saying something like, oh man. <laughs> oh. Like if you, you called her, her beautiful, like that's She got not... them curves, my boy. Yeah. Like he's, he's <laughs> saying shit like this, man. It sounds like a sleazeball, bro. <laughs> Dude, have you seen him? You know, he looks like one. Oh yeah, I've seen what Joss Sweden was. This just solidifies like my disliking in him, bro. <laughs> and uh Is he fully canceled yet? Like bro, I Bro, after this, he's gotta be <laughs> Well, yeah, that's uh, the we gotta leak the script on Cosmic <laughs> Twitter, bro. Yeah. Like, Y'all gotta is read the, this. Uh, the Wonder Woman potential one we would have gotten Gosh. in 2006, dude. This like makes sense now. Like, why? Because he was when he was shooting uh, the Justice League. Oh, um, he had that one weird thing he wanted. Yeah, he wanted yeah. like Wonder Woman, like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman to like do a certain thing. Like, he wanted he wanted to do the joke, you know, the joke in Age of Ultron where they're attacked by Ultron for the first time at the party. Yeah, Black Widow pulls Bruce over the bar and he falls on her boobs and his oh, face. Yeah. And then she, he's like, oh. Yeah, he wanted to do that oh, joke again, but with the Flash and Wonder Woman. Gosh. And it, it is in his version, but it's not Gal Gadot because she refused to do it. Yeah. So it's, I think, her stunt double, and that's why the head is turned away from the camera. And it's like, you know, it's not her. She refused to do it. Yeah. I can get, like, wanted to maybe put, like, some comedic relief because, like, in Avengers and an Avengers Age of Ultron, like that seems like funny. Like I just laugh and like move on. But if you have an actress that doesn't want to do it, then oh I yeah, just, it, it, if I Scarlett like, Johansson, okay. I'm sure if she didn't want to do it, didn't feel comfortable doing that scene, I'm sure she would have said so. Yeah. And if she didn't, and if she didn't say it, and she did feel uncomfortable, well, then that's on Josh Whedon because the director's job is to, if they have stuff that makes them feel uncomfortable, even if they're too uncomfortable to say something about it, they're supposed to be able to say keep the morale and everything good on on set yeah you don't want it to be mad you don't want people to feel uncomfortable doing anything and you can visibly tell if people are uncomfortable yeah like body language yeah, and shit. And like, sh- and like that's your whole job anyway we've i think we've trashed this guy enough yeah we'll trash him on the next episode Dude, that movie is oh thank yeah. god that is a canceled movie yeah so that that's a <laughs> that's something i actually this one i have up next so this one i kind of have a connection to because okay. it's a sequel to a movie I liked, and it's not—I won't say this movie's liked very well liked. From what I've heard, it seems like not many people like this movie, but I enjoy it just because I watched it so much as a kid. I—I I haven't watched it in a while though, so that might be a funny thing to revisit. But 2003, or was it? It was 2003, I believe. They released uh, uh, Hulk. Oh, with uh, Edward Norton. No, with uh, Eric Bana. Oh, the old, old one? The one from, like, two early 2000s. The one of Edward Norton came out in 2008 for the MCU. I don't think I've seen that one, then. You haven't seen this one? No. So, the original Hulk, it's the one where it's Eric Bana, um, Jennifer Connelly is Betty Ross. And um, it's, honestly, it's it's actually pretty... Let me look up the poster. You've, you've seen the poster. It's the one where it's, like, the Hulk's green hand, like, covering half of it. Oh. It's one of the first... Um, I think it is the first like big live action Hulk movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people, this movie <laughs> so weird, man. He looks a little off compared because this came out very early in the two thousands. Yeah. But there was actually originally plans to make this a trilogy, um, but of course this was canceled due to 
uh, the Hulk being rebooted in 2008 to be a part of the MCU. Uh, but originally, uh, this was the first one was directed by Ang Lee, and Ang Lee actually, I think he, if I'm being honest with you, I kind of some of this we're not gonna talk about the original, but the sequel. So they had hired James uh, Skamakis okay. to write the script, and this is what's interesting. So his early drafts featured the Grey Hulk, which we have never seen in any capacity, I believe, besides comics and cartoons. The Grey Hulk? Yeah. Do you know anything about the Grey Hulk? He gray? Like <laughs> He is gray. Yeah, yeah. You got that. What What else? Is- uh, so you a little comic history for you, Nick, as well as anyone listening. Drop some knowledge. When the Hulk was first created by uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. um, he wanted the Hulk to be gray, I believe. Like, their first color was gray. So, in the first couple issues, he is colored gray. But the issue with that was back then in the 60s, I believe. I think it came out in 62. Yeah. Um, back then, I guess the colored printers they had, it was very hard to keep grays consistent. Because sometimes the grays would be a little bit darker, a little bit lighter. Sometimes it looked kind of bluish. They couldn't keep a consistent gray color like they could yeah. other colors. So then his next choice was orange, but they already had the thing from the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. So they were like, we can't do that. So then they did green. But gray, because they originally had him printed gray for like the first couple issues, they eventually retconned it later on down the line and explained that because Bruce Banner and the Hulk's whole thing, which is pretty interesting, is it's kind of like a an uh, a uh, comparison to like mental health in a yeah. way. Like it's almost like multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder, because there's multiple personalities literally living in this guy's body and mind. Yeah. Because the Hulk's not just like him, like turning it. It's like a whole other guy. It's another. Being. Yeah, another person. Yeah, and the Grey Hulk is just like that. So there's three people, technically, and they revealed later on, in the 70s or 80s, that the Grey Hulk, the one that we first saw, was actually a different version. And it's his whole deal is he is he's strong. He's not as strong as the Green Hulk. He's still very strong, but he's not as strong. But he has the more brains. Not he's not as smart as Bruce Banner. He's probably like as smart as like an average person would be. So he can form full sentences and stuff like that. And one of the most famous, but it's also kind of comic booky looking back on it now, um, writings of this was the Gray Hulk finally got to come out and when he would turn into the Hulk and he went to Las Vegas and got a tailor and he got a full-on suit. He got a suit? Yeah, he had a full-on suit, and he became a mob boss in Las Vegas called Joe Fix-It. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, this all happened in Marvel. Joe Fix-It. And this is actually, I think, in the 90s Hulk cartoon, which features a lot of characters. I think Iron Man shows up at some point in those shows. Um, But yeah, they were going to include this in the sequel, as well as uh, they're considering lo- using the leader and the abomination. Oh, so shit. you know the abomination. We've he was in yeah. the Hulk. Do you know who the leader is? No. The leader is, I guess, Hulk's probably. He's probably his like most, um, like his arch nemesis, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's kind of like the opposite. The Hulk is all strength and all about being really strong. Yeah. The leader is all about being smart. Okay. So I believe it's Samuel Stearns is his name, and his origin was that he he wanted to be like the Hulk, but he ended up screwing it up, and it instead of affecting his muscles and body, it affected his brain. So now he's got the biggest forehead you've ever God, seen. God, bro. Yeah, this man's forehead. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so he's rightfully pissed that his forehead is now 10 inches. <laughs> Dude, he's got to hit himself on a door when he walks through. Just like, oh. His forehead is fucked. But... He's he's one of the most the smartest people out there because of that. But he's got that big ass forehead. Um, I mean, that's cool, dude. He's got like five brains. I mean, I would be really interested to see this because the one thing I even as a kid I didn't like too much about Hulk two thousand three was that there is a villain in it, but like there's like two villains. 
One is like the the army, and it's just like chasing the Hulk around. Yeah, they're trying to stop him. Yeah, and then the other one is his father, which is interesting because in the comics, one of the most mature parts of the Hulk storyline, and it's really hits hard in the Immortal Hulk run, which I highly recommend reading. That's more recent. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. Like it's probably the I'd argue top five comic runs ever. Damn. Like, not just in Hulk, like ever. Um, it really dives into how before Bruce Banner even had the Hulk, that it was his, as a child, his father was very abusive and um, emotionally manipulative and stuff like that. Yeah. And it kind of dives into the idea that maybe the Hulk persona was created in his mind prior to him even having the accident. And maybe that accident made that persona a real thing. Yeah. It's not never, it's never explicitly said, but it really is like, it's diving into that mental trauma. Like the psychology of it's, yeah, it's very interesting. It's interesting. Um, But it sounds like they had that idea for the first, Ang Lee had that idea for the first Hulk, but the studio interference was like, Oh, no one wants to see that. So they were like, let's just make his dad a big electricity monster and like they fight. <laughs> and that's what ends up happening. There is a little bit in flashbacks of like emotional trauma, but it's never explicit. I mean, it is kind of shown, but it's it's like a backdrop of the main plot. So they never really got to go with that. But that was my issue with the first one is we didn't really have a main villain for Hulk to fight. I mean, we did, but it was very it wasn't built up correctly. And I think, I think his dad should never be a bi- another big monster. His dad should be more of an emotional villain and not like one that he's physically fighting. Yeah. You know? So Marvel wanted the abomination to be included because he's the most famous of Hulk's enemies and he could be a physical threat to the Hulk that general Ross could not. Uh, Marvel studios took over production in 2006 when universal did not meet its deadline for principal production. Uh, all production was canceled in favor of a reboot. So here's a little uh, trivia. Due to very little information leaked on the internet, it is unknown if Eric Bana, Jennifer Connelly, Sam Elliott would return as their roles as Bruce Banner, Betty Ross, or Thaddeus Ross. Uh, it's also unknown who would have been the actors for the leader, the Abomination, and and or Grey Hulk. I assume Grey Hulk would just be Eric Bana again. But... That's we don't know too much on it, but I think it's interesting that there were plans for a trilogy and that they were going to dive into more of this stuff that we don't really see too often. Interesting. I just looked up something. So the they actually have uh, information on who would have played the leader. Oh, really? So it's uh it's a Watchmen star, Tim Blake Nelson. I don't know if you've heard. Let me just look him up real quick. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. This is this dude. Oh, he was in um He was in the Incredible Hulk 2008. Oh, so he wasn't the 2008 he, one? Well, cuz I I don't know if the, if whoever wrote that I don't know how it worked, but I feel like they might be getting stuff either missed. I don't know if this was before he was in the 2008 one, but in the 2008 one he does technically play the leader. But it's like we don't see him as the leader. He's just Samuel Stearns. He's him before he turns into the leader. Oh. So like they we and then I think at the end they actually do tease the leader, the head thing. Like I think. Oh, look at him, bro. Yeah, dude's head's already getting fucked. (laughs) So they did lay the groundwork for this in the MCU, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, and it said he was supposed to appear, like you said, like in three movies, like a yeah. trilogy. So that would have been interesting. It seems like a lot of the ideas, honestly, that this first Hulk movie back in 2003 had were kind of pulled over into the 2008 Marvel version. Yeah. So what we got may have very well been close to what we would have got in uh, in a sequel. Because yeah. the Abomination shows up, the leader's kind of there. It seems like they were planning on setting up the leader for, if they would have done this original trilogy, to be the main one in the third the only thing that this new Hulk didn't, or the 2008 Hulk didn't do was the Gray Hulk stuff. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see that. I don't know how much Hulk we're going to get in the MCU anymore. I know. It feels like they kind of put him on a backseat after yeah. like Infinity War. It kind of sucks because he, I think they could do a lot of interesting stuff like psychological, psychologically. Yeah. And especially now that like uh, Mark Ruffalo like has tapped into like Professor Hulk. I would love to just see a movie of like, oh yeah, of just Hulk. I think characters like 
around Hulk. Like Dude, his it could be so cool because like there's literally scenes in comics where there's like the the shot is in his mind and it's like Hulk and Banner and like Grey Hulk, all these personas are like fighting for control and they're all trying to live in this one body. Yeah. And it could be so visually like they can do some Doctor Strange type shit. Like it's it's so interesting, like the things they can do. But yeah. I don't think we'll ever get it because a lot and of it people, sucks because a lot of people are Hulk fans too. Mark Ruffalo is a great actor as well. So yeah. I think if you gave him something like this that had an actual deep and more mature tone about the actual trauma it is to go through something like this, the mental trauma, I think he could really do something great with that. I think it could really this could be a great movie. Yeah. But hey, you hate to see it. I know. Talking about canceled sequels, I forgot for a second. <laughs> but yeah. All right. That was a canceled sequel, technically. Damn. Uh, do you want to do one more? Yeah. Do we have any like ones that we can just list off and be like, ah? Okay. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll list ones? off. I'll list off a couple mids. So, uh, we there was plans for a Daredevil two. Oh, ben the Affleck. Ben Affleck one. Yeah. I never saw the. Uh, I never saw it either. Okay. Uh, there was plans for a Fantastic Four three. Oh. The the Wait. last one was the Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, that's right. You know what? That honestly, oh my God, Chris Evans was a yeah, he was. <laughs> was what's his name? Flame Boy, uh, the Human Torch. The Human Torch. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That was actually not like a bad uh, live action of the Fantastic Four. It's way better than the the new one. Oh, the one that's like fucking. It's just called Fan Fantastic, but it's there's a like four, the four instead of an the, A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard was that was plans cheeks. for a sequel for that one as well. Oh, thank actually, God that I didn't have happen. It right. Um, i haven't seen it man but i saw uh, a scene because like dr doom is in it yeah and like they made him look so weird bro like is oh yeah it's so weird it's like i know the mc like modernizes how like certain heroes and shit look but it it just looks so whack well it's dumb because in the comics i believe he literally just wears a mask yeah because he has he's just a dude he looks yeah i think he has a deformality on his face or something yeah and I think he just wears the mask. I could be wrong. I'm not the biggest Doctor Doom expert. Yeah. But in this one, they literally make this dude just get like metal attaches to his body, so he looks all weird looking. I don't know. There was also plans for a, you know how they did uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. So there were plans to have multiple movies called X Men Origins. Wolverine, X-Men Origins, Magneto, X-Men Origins, um, Jean Grey, X-Men Origins, Beast, X-Men Origins. For everyone. Pretty much. That's cool. The next one they were planning on doing was going to be for Magneto. Uh, It was simply referred to as Magneto. It was a planned prequel to X-Men. The story of Magneto would have been told. Uh, It was then canceled, and this part of the script was incorporated into X-Men First Class. Interesting. So that X Men First Class is a good movie. It's one of the good X Men. Yeah, movies. I've I've seen it. That's a good movie, and that yeah. pretty much is kind of like an origin story, pretty in much. a way to like. Interesting. Uh, we almost got a Inhumans movie in the MCU. It was actually planned to be a movie. That would have been better. Yeah, and then they canceled it, and they gave us the shit we got. A couple yeah, of the TV back. show, bro. Yeah. We went to theaters and like. I know. I, did they show like the first couple episodes? We saw the first two episodes in theaters. Yeah, we went to actual movie theaters. We went theaters. to IMAX. Yeah, we went. What was it like? 2017, 2016? It was twenty seventeen. Yeah, we uh, we went with our friend Cody and we watched the Inhuman show. It was mid. I was oh, the first man. time I saw something from Marvel and I was like, man, like this is Marvel. I was like, it felt like it very much wasn't. Yeah. Uh, there's Spider Man Four. We would have gotten from Sam Raimi. Oh yeah, dude. Can't talk that. Yeah, that could be. They could do a little bit more about that. I know there wasn't a lot, uh, in the details, but I think it was just Sam Raimi. There was like a lot of studio interference because what he wanted to do was, so what I heard is he wanted to have, um, Scorpion in it. He wanted Vulture. Yeah, he also wanted Vulture. He wanted Vulture actually to be the main villain. Mm-hmm. And one of the opening scenes was it was going to show Spider-Man like taking Vulture in um, and like arresting him. And there was going to be like all these different heroes and villains and stuff like in the holding cell. There's actually also a cool um, storyboard. Yeah, there is a storyboard. And you can see like the actors are drawn in to the way like how they look in real life. And he was planning on having um, what's the actor's name Um, from the Evil Dead. Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, he's he has cameos in all of the Sam Raimi movies, 
So he was in, he has he's the wrestler announcer in Spider Man One. Yeah. He's the uh, annoying ticket guy in Spider Man Two, and then he's the French restaurant owner in Three Spider Man yes. Three. In this one, there was going to be a montage opening in the beginning where he's taking in all the people, like you're saying, and he's taking in Mysterio, who would have been like some guy he takes down real quick. And as he takes him in, the fishbowl helmet of like uh, Mysterio falls off, and it's Bruce Campbell. Like he's arrested <laughs> That'd him, be funny. which is kind of it's it's like a play off as a joke because Mysterio is either a joke character or he's serious in yeah. some versions. And in this version, he was going to do the joke version, like a quick little cameo thing. But what's cool about it, and we don't really know because this never happened, but some people theorize that this was actually planned to be like a Bruce Campbell in all of his cameos in the Raimi Spider-Man universe. Yeah. It's the same guy. And that he's like, because he's supposed to be like an actor kind of guy trying to like fuck around with people. I don't know if that's true or not. Because they're just saying that because he would have been Mysterio. It could have just been like, oh, we'll just throw you in as this. But who knows? That's kind of interesting. I think that's cool. You could actually find that storyboard online. Yeah, I'm looking at it. People were saying that he wanted uh, possibly John Malkovich to play uh, the Vulture. Yeah, which I could see that. Yeah. And then I also heard that um, they wanted Anne Hathaway to play like Vultress, which would have been like his daughter. Yeah, so they were doing... I thought that was interesting too. So yeah, that one is interesting because... It seems like either they would have made a new character called Vultress, but it also, some people also say it could have been Black Cat or like a mix of those two characters. Oh, yeah. Like I, a, I would love to see Black Cat, I, man. That's one thing we haven't seen. We've never seen that. It's always like MJ or Gwen Stacy. Black Cat, I think, could be a great for a. Honestly, they might be able to do it now in the MCU. Oh, with Tom Holland? Yeah, because he doesn't. He, he left MJ at the coffee shop. Oh, that's right. He's a single man. He's going for the. Kitty, no, I'm just kidding. No, but I, I always thought Black Cat was interesting because, like, her thing is like she loves, she's like in love with Spider Man, and she has like no interest in the Peter Parker side. She's like, oh, just go like full on Spider Man, and since no one knows who knows who he is, like, it's, it's actually funny. There's a funny scene in the we don't know, and yeah, in the original Marvel comic, like the six one six universe, mm-hmm. Spider Man and Black Cat are around the same age, but in the Ultimate Universe. He it starts him off when he's like still a teenager, like he's like fifteen. Yeah, that's like when he gets bit. Yeah, and he it's showing him when he's young, and he's actually a teenager. And there's actually a lot of weird shit in an old. The Ultimate Spider-Man has good stories, but then near the end, some writers really started fucking up. Like for example, there's one storyline where somehow Spider Peter Parker's mind gets put in Wolverine's body. And Wolverine's mind gets put in Spider-Man's body. That's confusing. So they flip bodies, but they're it's kind of like Freaky Friday. Okay. But with like Peter, Freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of it, it's not shown, but after they've switched back and Peter's happy, he goes up to MJ and he's back in his own body, and MJ says something like, "Hey, Peter, uh, can you can you promise me like not to like ask me or try and get me to do that thing until we're older." Like imp- implying that Wolverine was trying to get some cheeks from like a 16 year old or something Gosh. in Peter's body or something weird. And it's very odd. And I'm like, why the fuck was that even in there? Like um, it's, it, it's not show. It's just said in the last yeah. panel of the comic. Like we didn't need that. Uh, See, that's weird. I mean, I don't know, man. I get, I feel like when you're writing comics for so long, you're just like, yo, we got to shake it up. We got to, <laughs> we got to, <laughs> I'm not justifying <laughs> what, I mean, it's a comic book. It's yeah, not like yeah, it was, yeah. a, but that's weird. That is weird. Well, I guess. That, the reason why I've thought of it is because another thing that's kind of funny is Black Cat is coming on Spider-Man hard. Like she always does in, yeah. in, in the ultimate ones, but in the ultimate ones, she's probably like in her mid twenties. And Spider-Man's like 10 years younger than her pretty much at this time. So Black Cat is trying to kiss him. And I think he lifts up his mask like halfway and he's going for it. And then she pulls off his whole mask and she sees that he's like a kid, like a teenager. And in the comic, she literally throws up on him. Oh, like she throws up on Spider-Man. What the fuck? (laughs) Did you look it up? (laughs) No, I'm I'm just looking at Black Cat and Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. But she throws up on him. And it's it's kind of a funny panel, but yeah, that that, that happened in the old <laughs> comics too. It's funny. Um, so a little bit of trivia for Spider-Man Four. Uh, director Sam Raimi stated in an interview with MTV that he would have liked to had the Sinister Six built up in the upcoming Spider-Man movies. 
So it seems like Sam Raimi was really into this before the studio really just fucked it up for him. Yeah. Because if he's planning on doing four with Vulture and then like he's saying upcoming movies, it seems like he wanted to do like five and six potentially. That would be badass. And man. then get a Sinister Six, which we still haven't really seen. Yeah. It's been like lazily thrown together. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, director know. Sam Raimi, known for his horror films, is a man is a fan of Morbius, the Living Vampire, citing him as a combination of superhero and supernatural. Shit. He would later state in an interview that Morbius wouldn't be featured, but he was going to be mentioned in the upcoming movies. It's but crazy, man. There's just so much we could have done. Uh, one of the biggest and most popular rumors was that Carnage would be the film's villain. Portrayed by either Jim Carrey or Jackie Earl Haley. Ooh. Yeah. Bro, that would have been perfect, dude. So we don't... Uh, oh there's a lot God. of stuff. Uh, and he, would, he wouldn't have even been that old like as he is oh, now. Oh, yeah, right like, then he, he would have been like, like Watchmen his, age. Yeah, like in his prime. Mm-hmm. A potential opening sequence. Uh, this is what you were talking about earlier. Just more detail. Spider-Man battling and defeating various villains not yet seen in the series, including Mysterio, Shocker, Prowler, Rhino... Before settling with, uh, after setting after that, with Vulture and Vultress slash Black Cat as the movie's main antagonists. Damn, dude, that would have been good. I I mean, I'm just trying to imagine it on screen, like, like an opening scene. Yeah, that's just all those villains, and you're just like, what the hell is happening? Like, like playing while he's singing. That'd be so. Um, well, there's a lot. There's actually a lot released about this, man. I. Yeah, I feel like that's the most uh, like highly notable, yeah. I guess, canceled sequel that so many people talk about. We've covered two Spider-Man movies now. <laughs> yeah, this but, one I feel like is there's more to say. About. Yeah, I know. I care about more of the Raimi yeah. trilogy. Uh, Raimi confirmed that had Spider-Man four entered production, Spider-Man five would have been immediately greenlit and entered pre-production with filming commencing after the completion of the fourth film. Spider-Man six was also heavily considered if the fourth film was to be successful. Damn. Uh, actually, there's actually right here. It says in an interview, Sam Raimi confirmed that Anne Hathaway could have been Black Cat, but never clarified if she'd be related to Malkovich's Vulture. So that's kind of like a people aren't sure. Okay. So she either was going to be Black Cat or Vultress or who knows. Oh, so it was just like. We're not sure. We know she yeah. was going to be one of them. It'd be cool if she was Black Cat because then she's like Catwoman. And yeah, she like ended up Batman being Catwoman series. anyway. So That's funny. Ended up working out for her. I guess so. She got the I bag. She did. Uh, director Sam Raimi and actor Dylan Baker expressed interest in having the lizard as the film's antagonist. So did producer Grant Curtis, who was a fan of the character. So Dylan Baker played uh, Dr. Connors in mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 and 3. And he so they kind of had him there. He was kind of a character where they could do that. And it seems like with this, um, they didn't do it in Spider-Man 3. They kind of set it up because in the backgrounds, they see that he's carrying out research on animals. Like in the scene with the he's working on the symbiote, there's lizard stuff in the background and stuff like that. So it says that they were setting it up, the ideas, um, but it says this plot would actually end up being up reused in the reboot, The Amazing Spider-Man with yeah. Andrew Garfield. But it says that he probably would have, if four had happened, it probably would have been five. Damn. And then maybe in six we get a Sinister Six with the Lizard, Vulture, maybe Black Cat, maybe, who knows, we would have to, maybe some of those yeah. villains in the beginning of the I would just want to see, like, Raimi's take on all these villains and stuff. I would, too. Like, his design and, like, I feel like he would go super comic booky, but yeah. he would also try to make it kind of, like, some of them, because I feel like the design he did for Venom was kind of scary. Like, it wasn't the best-looking mm-hmm. design, but, like... I don't know. I liked I like his takes on like different Spider-Man characters. It would have been interesting to see his design. Man, it it really does suck when you think back on it how we could have gotten so much more from this if the studio didn't interfere. I don't know. I mean, they I didn't know studios any would learn by now. I know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you want to wrap it up here or do you want to what do you, what you want to do? Cuz we have any... there are more, but we could always do a part 2 of to Ooh. this topic. Let's do one more. Let's All do right. one more that's like how about a DC one? We've done a lot of Marvel. Yeah, let's do a DC one. Okay. So DC, uh, last one we did was Wonder Woman. So, um, uh, let's see. What's a good one? I don't want to do another weird one. I want to do one where it's like, ooh, this could have been cool. 
So I'm sure it's a lot of like solo hero films that got canceled or like there was. So I'll just list off a couple that we probably won't talk about. There was uh, in the early 2000s they were looking to bring Superman back. Um, there was a movie called Superman Flyby, which uh, they were going to bring on J.J. Abrams um, to write a script called Superman Flyby. Oh gosh, uh, I don't. There's a little bit known about it, but. It never entered production. He, like he's revived. There was another. <laughs> there was another version of Batman versus Superman. Oh, this would would have been actually. I think. I think I've heard of this script. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so this, so this is like pre I Batman versus it. Superman. Yeah. So Batman, the one that we got. I think it's good. Yeah, you like, I like this it. movie. I love the shit out of that movie, dude. <laughs> that movie is so entertaining. So let me tell you a little bit about this one because we actually have a, know a lot about the plot of this one. Okay. So uh, let me see if I can figure out who wrote it. So this was in 2002. Writer Andrew Kevin Walker and then later Akiva Goldsman turned in drafts for a Batman Superman story that pushed both characters to their limits. So this would be a an older Batman as well. Okay. So in this script, Alfred's dead, Dick Damn. Grayson is dead, uh, and Joker is dead. Fuck, bro. So Bruce Wayne has retired from being Batman. Meanwhile, Lois Lane has divorced Clark Kent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. Every, everyone's just done. Dude, this universe sucks. Yeah, um, he returns to Smallville to rethink his life choices and, br- and brood over being an alien. Bruce settles down with a wife, Okay. So now this is where we this is where it gets crazy, okay? Okay. On their honeymoon, she's killed by the Joker, who is re- it's revealed that Lex Luthor resurrected her. Shit. So Lex Luthor pulls up, resurrects the Joker somehow, and it murders Bruce's now wife on the honeymoon. I'd be pissed. So I'd be like, bro, I thought you was dead. Yeah. So Bruce now decides, okay, fuck it. I'm the Joker's back. I'm I don't it's I don't think it's explained who killed the joker at first or if he just died but it says now bruce decides he is going to kill the joker once and for all and he tells superman this superman's like bro don't do it trust and superman tries to stop him this then proceeds batman and superman to get into a fight uh and so this is where it gets weird okay so it's revealed that this joker isn't really the joker it's more of a clone Created by Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor's kind of behind everything. So, eventually, Batman and Superman team up. They, after fighting for each other, <laughs> and then the clone is killed, and then Lex Luthor pulls up in full Lex Luthor armor. Like his big suit. Is his big suit, and then he fights Batman and Superman. You know what? That sounds kind of cool. It sounds extremely comic book. Like, this sounds like I would see this in a. The DC animated movie, yeah, or like uh, an injustice type video game story. So, Warner Brothers executives wanted to reintroduce both of these characters and later spin these into solo films, sort of what they ended up doing with Batman vs Superman. We got, but in the end, the studio decided to just launch the heroes separately because that meant more toys. Um, <laughs> more toys. Yeah, because so they did. Nice. They did Batman Begins and Dark Knight, and then they did Ugh. Superman Returns. Which originally... I mean, I get wanting to set up your heroes first and then putting them in a situation yeah. where they go against each other. I feel that. It's just... Oh, man. they. It's weird because that would mean that back then, the Superman Returns movie with Brandon Routh or whatever, Yeah, it means that he would have been connected to Christopher Nolan's universe. But those feel so different. Oh, yeah. So I guess they changed that. I'm sure Christopher Nolan was like, no. Yeah, I'm like, not connected to like, that. What the fuck? And they, and I'm sure Warner Brothers at the time were gonna give him anything he wanted. Yeah. So they were like, okay, yeah, sure. Damn. So that kind of th- took apart this script, and it was never done. But it, there's actually a, uh, I think there's an animated video up by some YouTubers I saw on this where they animate the plot leaks for this into like an idea, like so you can kind of see what it would have potentially looked like. But it's really crazy how. The Joker's back, but he's a clone, and then it just sounds like a ton of crazy shit, you know? Yeah, that sounds cool. I've never heard of, like, that does sound super comic booky. It does. And I wonder who they would have cast as uh, Lex Luthor. 
Well, this was early 2000s. Who could they have gotten? Who I'm was, trying to think. What's his name? Who uh, was bald back then? Like Phil. Is it? Dr. Phil? Not Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let you guys do this. <laughs> so stupid. It's like in the suit. No, what's his name? Is it Phil Knight or Fing- Phil Kingsley? Phil Kingsley. Let me look him up. No, I'm talking about. Let's look it up, Nick. We have Philip the internet Kingsley? for a reason. Is that the name? Uh, I looked up Phil Kingsley. Philip Kingsley uh, products came up. Okay, hold on. It's an... You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He's bald. Philip Kingsley for flaky, itchy scalp. Ben Kingsley, this dude. Oh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. No, he, he, he looks a little bit older now, but I feel like he, if this uh, was an early 2000s. Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. He's Trevor Slatway. Trevor Slatway. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That that was just On, my You pick. know, honestly, I don't mind it. He's a he's actually a great actor. He is a good actor. He's like an actual like actor's actor. Actor. He's an actor. He's a real actor's actor. He, it's kind of funny that Marvel got him to play such a joke character. I know. Yeah, he could have. I mean, he played it well. But he, he did. I could well, have seen him playing. That's like, why I like Iron Man three now. I didn't like it when I first saw it because I wanted him to be the Mandarin. Yeah. But like now that I've had time to reflect on everything, I'm like, I like the twist, and I like it because we get to see Trevor Slattery like as or. Ben Kingsley as what he would have done as the Mandarin. Yeah. And it's very intimidating. It's fucking, it's like a scary terrorist type take on it. Yeah. And the voice is fucking great. And then we get to see him like, just like, oh no, I'm an actor. And then <laughs> he's watching fucking football. Actor. And he's like, ole, ole. <laughs> so dumb. Dude. There's like two girls in his room. He's like, okay, girls, like, let me tell you about. And he's just telling them stupid shit. Oh, Doesn't man. take it seriously. Yeah. But yeah, that that was Batman versus Superman, Nick. The one yeah. we didn't get. Um, what did you think of that? I'm glad with the one that we got. I think the only thing I really just don't like is how they chose Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> oh, yeah. as Lex Luthor. I feel like the casting could. All you needed was a like six foot two like buff bald dude, and you got like the dude from Zombieland. Like <laughs> I don't do from Zombieland. He's a good actor, but I feel like it was a miscast. But that movie is still pretty good regardless because it sets up you know superman versus batman and it's really entertaining to watch but that's interesting because i feel like the plot for this canceled one it sounds more outlandish and comic booky and i don't know about you we probably agree on this but i like seeing wacky comic book shit on the screen that's like the whole point of it like i don't like when it's toned down or modernized because yeah you gotta stay true to the source material i'm at the point where i feel like at the beginning when they were doing comic movies yeah. I think they were like, okay, like let's kind of ground this, and like yeah. we are, it's it, they are kind of out there, but like let's still keep parts of it grounded so it's not too crazy. Yeah, but I feel like after the MCU, like people are now expecting, like you know what, like we've seen crazy ass movies like dragons, we've seen fucking robots oh, and yeah. cyborgs and I'm aliens. I'm at the point where I'm like, just dude, fucking throw anything. At yeah, them, bring me Modok. <laughs> bring me God. something i want Modoc, bring me man. something i mean they said jim carrey might there was play a rumor him. of jim Car- i imagine seeing jim carrey's face like a big ass head i would him. just fucking bust out that <laughs> dude he can like, fucking do it hello. i can see it i don't know oh man i, I don't know how they'll do it without him looking too stupid but oh man i want that i want Modoc it's gonna look so something like a uh, lava boy and what is it it's lava uh, girl and shark boy it's george lopez's character. yeah george lopez like the mr electro it, that's pretty much what Modoc looks like. That's how it's going to look like. Except he's like a floater. He has little arms and legs hanging out of the little cherries. Gosh. He's like 95% head. 95. (laughs) More than the leader. (laughs) Yeah. The leader jealous. Honestly, more than the leader. More than Mega Mind. So, yeah, I think that'll wrap up this episode on canceled movies. We actually got a couple more in the burner. We might do a part two, part three. We could. We can maybe have our friend on and get his reaction. See what they think. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot. We could even branch off. This was just Marvel and DC movies. We could just do straight up canceled movies from stuff like other series. Canceled sequels. Maybe they canceled a sequel to, I don't know. Avatar. Maybe there was a, maybe there was a James Bond that was never made. Ooh. Oh, actually, that that actually that quite oh, yeah? might be a possibility because there Ooh. was a James Bond person that only had one movie. Yeah. And I think. And the, the story behind it is actually interesting. Ooh, I actually have never seen that one. So. Is that the <laughs> octopus? No, no, no. That's uh, no, no, no. That's that's the that's. Morgan Roger Moore. Yeah, it's the one that's uh, who fucking cares? I don't yeah, know. <laughs> who fucking we'll do with that on another episode. We'll actually do the research. But yeah, thank you guys for watching and listening to this. And uh, leave leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Which of these canceled movies would you wish you would have liked to see, or would you are you glad they didn't make any of these? What do you think? And uh, 
Leave a like, subscribe, as uh-huh. always. Um, if you're listening, make sure to follow, put, turn on the bell so you get notified whenever we upload a video or release a audio podcast. Follow us at Cosmic Kickback on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and there's a Discord in our description down below if you want to join. Mm-hmm. We might be doing some fun stuff on there. Maybe Nick's going to go a little crazy. Maybe. You can see Nick. Maybe. While up. And uh, we will see you guys on the next episode.